0: Raising Unicorns
1: Harmon Brothers. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Raising Unicorns podcast. <laughs> I have next to me today the one and only Bryson Alley. Hello. What's up, Bryson? How's it going?
0: In the trenches at HB. <laughs>
1: Harm Brothers is a unique beast because most of the time in the advertising world, there is a advertising agency Uh who comes up with the, the creative, there's copywriters and there's creative directors who then go and get the concept kind of approved by the client and then they go shop it out to a production house right. and a post-production house right. and they supervise it and they're involved in that with the client but usually like we're an odd beast because everything we basically do in-house we right. take writing production post-production we control a whole pipeline which I think is one of the reasons we've attributed our success to that is we have really good quality control but it's also like a unique thing so whenever I'm talking to people about my job and I describe like the visual
0: effects side of things they're always like but you're an advertising agency yeah. you know they get a kind yeah. of a
1: perplexed look
0: at us we're not it. a VFX house yeah we have a couple of artists At any one time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I think it's unique with having you in-house that I've noticed over the years is oftentimes when you don't have that in-house capability, the creatives will go and do like, they'll write something Mm -hmm. and they're like, here's a concept. And then they'll get to post-production or get to production. They'll be like, you don't have budget to Mm -hmm. do that. So you have to make massive compromises or like, oh, I would have done it differently. And so I think having you in-house has been interesting having like kind of the feedback loop along the whole creative process process because I found, especially over the last probably five years, that's been a bigger part of our process of like, kind of like, could we do X? No, but we could do Y and yeah. then forming the creative along the p- process. Yeah.
0: You're talking about bringing the VFX... Into the conversation, into the pre-production, into yeah. the writing. Uh, and that has been huge.
1: Yeah. I think one of the examples that comes to mind with that, with like visual effects is when we ha- had a brand that we worked with uh, called Next Vacay, which was mm-hmm. the travel deal service where you get an email notification if there's a good deal coming out of your local airport. And so we knew we couldn't just be like, let's film this whole thing in an airplane. Yeah. We got to film this on location location on location if you're listening to the audio version i air quoted that <laughs> for these actual destinations and it was like we were scrambling because we like i remember josh our producer and i were like maybe we could double like down in california some beach locations and mm-hmm. like maybe we could double like something in like maybe up in wyoming like for something up like in the, in the alps if we want to do something up like in the teton region and we were just scrambling to see like what could we fake as X? And then we were trying to build like the budgets for traveling and shooting. Right. And like, then we were just like immediately like, this is impossible to move a crew. Oh, and not to mention the, the concept that we landed on was a tree woman <laughs> right. who took an enormous amount of prosthetics and about three hours to get ready every day and require a huge hair and makeup trailer. So it literally would have been impossible. Right. Like with the budget we had to travel to those different locations. And then we're still faking it. The cool thing that we did on that one is like Bryson, like had this idea of basically just saying, okay, let's do some practical elements that can connect with Trina, mm-hmm. our tree woman, and then we'll do compositing and we'll actually go shoot the plates ourselves or find the plates ahead of time. Right. And when I say plates, that's the backgrounds that we're putting into the green screen elements. Shoot those ahead of time so we have the exact measurements and everything looks right. FYI for all you marketing folk who don't know visual effects, half the time a green screen looks bad when they put in the, the replacement background is because the lighting doesn't match mm-hmm. your footage you're shooting in front of a green screen or the height of the camera the focal right. distance is off and your brain is really good at being like that's, that's not right weird, yeah. that looks weird yeah. and so but bryson was like if we could get all these things ahead of time and i can match them when we're actually filming and lighting it with the same type of light and direction of light yep. shape of light
0: it, would, it like blew me away a lot of the tools used for visual effects have come down in price and have risen in quality massively over the last five or ten years. I took a couple. I didn't go to school for visual effects, but I did take some classes. And we were using really expensive software, and it took, you know, some a, a lot of time. As soon as I left school, I couldn't afford those programs, and so I found uh, one called Blender that's free, still free to this day. Uh, and it blows my mind that it is. It's it's a very powerful piece of software. Um, And there's so much training on YouTube for free. I mean, there are courses you can uh, pay for as well that are really high quality. But the democratization of these tools, uh, cameras have have gotten cheaper and better, Uh, 3D software, has gotten cheaper and better. There's compositing software for, that you can use for free. DaVinci Resolve is free. Um, so all of these tools are allowing us to do more and more in the same amount of time and with the same budget, which is great.
1: Yeah, and I think yeah. another thing that's like the next, because I think for, what to speak what you were just saying, the next wave, I think, is going into AI. Before, yeah. it just felt like software becoming d- democratized or even some hardware with cameras, like you said. Mm-hmm. It used to be cost prohibitive or now accessible. I think... Now the next wave I think that we're really seeing right now and that we're starting to utilize is AI. And a lot of this is for replacing really what I've ident- or what I've seen is like really monotonous, repetitive tasks in visual effects, which yeah. if you guys don't know, if you're not in the visual effects side or haven't been around it, so much of visual effects and like the actual out number of hours, probably like 80% of the actual hours is around brutal just like painstaking, monotonous um, grunt work.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of just pixel by pixel, frame by frame, uh, painting out, cutting out. With Even with the green screen, there's still a lot of finessing to do around fine hair details and uh, removing you know, the green Spills. light that's yeah. bouncing onto your actors. Beyond that, there's hours spent just waiting for your computer to render the images, right? AI is going to touch all of these areas and make... A lot of that grunt work, like you said, go a lot faster, which is great news for me.
1: Great news for you. (laughs) Because
0: I mean ultimately, like what I think about what like the efficiencies it gains us,
1: more of your time can be focused on the actual like fun creation Mm -hmm. versus like I know exactly what I want, but I'm having to grind it out just to barely get this result. And then there's so much energy that's poured into that that we would rather put into creative itself. And I think that's what it gives us. It allows us to expand the creative focus Mm -hmm. onto other areas that actually impact the ad, not just getting it done to a bare minimum, right?
0: Yeah, and it lets you funnel your dollars into really fun, like you said, creative areas. I saw uh, recently some people who are doing really fun things with AI where, like this, if you're shooting an interview or uh, uh, a commercial even, in front of a blank gray wall, You can take that photo into Photoshop and expand the edges and just tell it to fill in, like put a window over here, uh, put some plants over here. You know, you can build out a set like that where you don't have to, again, like we were saying, cut out the actors frame by frame because we're using the back wall. We're just changing what's on the side. So it saves a lot of time and you can use that money. Then, you know, invest in a couple of good lights and then just use AI to expand that image. And you've got a great-looking set um, for a lot cheaper. So, what other areas, like, have you seen or
1: identified that, like, are probably going away pretty quickly? Besides, like, background extension, but like, like, that would be huge for expanding our. Like cap- capability to do something?
0: Um, I don't know if things are going away. Uh, so much Or so being more, replaced, right? right? Like most processes. of what I do is either adding things to the frame or removing things from the frame. And AI can help with both of those. We've, we've talked about expanding the frame and kind of adding things like that. It's also very good at removing things. We were on a project recently that we just wrapped up. We had a, uh, some video of our actress in front of a background, and we needed a shot without her in it. But we didn't have it so he was able to go in in photoshop and just kind of select her and say remove and the ai just filled in the background behind her and it was some shelving and it was some i mean it put put some decorations on the shelves it matched the angles and the lighting perfectly and that's something we could have done before with photoshop but it would have taken taken a few hours or you know a day and this took a matter of uh, minutes and it Photoshop especially offers you a few options so you can kind of toggle through and say okay this one I like best.
1: They're like do you want a pair of eyes on the shelf?
0: <laughs> it just kind of comes up with three different options and, and some of them are freaking, freaking creepy. Run with AI isn't perfect yet. <laughs> there's a lot of things it does well and a lot of things it doesn't do quite well yet.
1: So one of the things that we've been using quite a bit that I'd love to hear your perspective on Bryson use cases especially like this is I think this is a good one for people who might be Smaller, scrappier, mm-hmm. like uh, outfits, or you know, agencies that are starting out, or companies that are trying to produce their in- own internal video but we have been using a ton of OLED screens f- uh, in place or in lieu of green screens, because green right. screen is kind of complicated. You got to key the green out and put yeah. in something else and replace the background, which, w- which requires some level of technical skill as far as like compositing. Yeah. But uh, talk me through like some of the ways you've seen us use OLEDs in production and how that's made that super easy.
0: We've got a couple of uh, 85 inch. 77. 77 inch uh, OLED TVs that are very bright Uh, in very uh, high definition and we've been able to use those instead of a green screen uh, in certain cases they work well when you're close up on a subject uh, so it's not your wide shot obviously you can't get the edges of the screen in the shot but we've been able to use them for product shots putting a nice background behind your product sitting on a table we've even been able to use them just outside of a car we'll pull the car into the garage Put the TV right outside the window and then film through the other window um, and just have uh, a street passing mm-hmm. on a loop. And you still have to hit your actors with a lot of light and set up a lot of, kind of those kind of, yeah, lighting setups. But You can see it in camera, though, is the big difference. Yeah, it works pretty well. And it gets you most of the way there. Uh, and then you you can clean it up a little bit in post and, you know, play with the brightness and stuff, but yeah, it's given us a lot of flexibility to do things like that, where we don't have to rent, uh, you know, uh, a truck and a trailer and drag a car and rent the whole street and shut everything down. We filmed
1: finished... it in our basement.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it gives you control over the weather. You don't have to worry about if it's raining or whatever.
1: Yeah, this is something, I, we, I mean, obviously like Mandalorian made this technology really popular, yeah. but then like another uh, movie that came out within the last year or so that did a really good use of this was The Batman, and they used a lot of like close panels that were cl- mm-hmm. similar. I mean, they have like big, fancy, nice panels that are made for this.
0: Yeah, we've gotten a lot of use out of our, our TV for, you know, close product shots, pickup shots, car shots, yeah. Oh, and they're, next vacay, we did the window there the too. Yeah, that's true. We stuck it, oh, that's a great point. Uh, we've taken them on set a couple of times. Uh, next vacay, we used it. We had kind of the shell of an airplane mm-hmm. or half of it, you know, they were sitting in it and we stuck it right outside the window just to get that light coming in and it meant I didn't have to do that in post. I didn't have to cut out a green screen. Because it was the in light a coming ton in. of shots. Yeah. Yeah. So we use that all the time. Yeah.
1: So when we have our team of writers who are going like, there's a little bit of a high bar (laughs) or expectation to just go freaking nuts (laughs) on our concepts. And we've had some wild ones thrown out there, which is what we love. But at the same time though, it's, it's one of those things where we always have to ask ourselves like, is this pushing the commercial in the right direction and mm. for the right reason? Like, mm-hmm. is it is it driving the sale? Right. Is it emphasizing, like, the value this brings to the customer? And I think that's, like, one of the benefits and the trap of VFX is it's really easy to get lost on, like... Oh, but it'd be so cool yeah, to it'd see. Be so fun. It's so memorable. But if it's not memorable and tied into the concept, even though it's fun, it can waste a lot of time and energy, um, and not ultimately achieve the goal that the client wants, which is mem- getting re- like the actual brand recognition and increased sales, right? right? And I think that's. I think that's in general, like for all creative, mm-hmm. if it doesn't come back to the ad. Like, you're wasting your time. But I think yeah. VFX is even more so because VFX for a very short period of time on frame can cost a ton yeah. of money. Yeah. And so that's why, like, when we make those decisions for like something like NextVK or for Kodiak Cakes, we're like, the bear is their logo. Mm-hmm. The bear is like part of their brand identity right. at its core. And like, they're a rustic brand. So this is a good use of it. And let's make sure, even when we're showing him, on the bear he's eating a stack of flapjacks yeah, you know what i mean yeah. so we try to make sure it all ties back on our expensive shot that ties back to the objective of 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 getting more awareness and driving more sales
0: for yeah. the client i think the best cases are when your vfx can help you illustrate the problem that the product is solving right mm-hmm. i remember we did one for sheer uh, and so this is kind of i mean we're talking about vfx but we had her actually repelling off a building using sheer text material and that part was not vfx what we used vfx for was to kind of extend the background and show her in a different city than we were able to film in turns but, out we don't live in san francisco uh, turns out but uh, <laughs> that was the point of the vfx was telling the story showing the problem or the solution of the product right i think that's the yeah. best
1: yeah and i think that, that that's that's what it all comes back to and like why we use vfx in our ads is because if it tells the story better and it makes it more memorable, like we're going to do a better job for our clients. And, you know, unfortunately you just can't do it all practically. I wish we could have (laughs) filmed with a bear practically. I wish we could have put Kurt Maloney on that that bear. (laughs) I wish we could have actually shot a bow and arrow at Lisa Valentine Clark and she could have caught it out of an air. Classic. But sometimes kids, that's not safe. (laughs) And actually most of the things we do are not safe. To wrap it up, out of all the things we discussed about today, is there one thing, like one takeaway that you want our audience to come away with that kind of uh, think is the most valuable nugget
0: uh, or gem nugget. that we had in there? Um, I think using uh, visual effects and AI in really creative ways to maximize your dollars, whether it's using a TV screen as a background for your product or, or actors, or whether you're using AI to build out a set you know, and make it uh, look a lot bigger or fancier than it is.